The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Welcome to the mothership. You know, tonight we're talking about a medical screening that people our age may put off. How many of you guys out there put off a colonoscopy? Raise your hand. Let me see you. Uh, do you think there's a lot of people, Brooke and Knowles? I think so. I was one of them. Well, why? <laughs> me why? too. Me too. Well, I did mine, um, but it took a while just, you know, postponing and procrastinating because um, it doesn't sound like a, a good process, comfortable <laughs> process. Honestly, nice way of putting it. <laughs> what about you, Brooke? I, I still am. I still haven't done it. It's, so it's pretty bad, right? So I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just dreading um, the stories I hear. And maybe some of it's made up in my head of the, it's mostly the prep that I think scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have questions for you folks since you both did it, but it's, it's more the prep, not the taste or anything, but just what you, <laughs> it does to you. Yeah, I think I think I did too. And, um, you know, I finally did it. Um, Yeah, you you guys are both right. And I'm sure that a lot of folks agree with you. So why is it important? It's really important because colorectal cancer is the second deadliest cancer in the United States. Regular screening can detect precancerous or cancerous polyps, which are growths in the colon before symptoms develop and cancer becomes more difficult to treat. So it's recommended as you probably heard from your doctor when you went to like your physician checkup or whatever, she looks at your file and then goes, Hey, did you get a colonoscopy yet? And I was like, Oh man. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> She's like, you're, you're due for one. Uh, yeah. Cause what, what is the age now they recommend? Yeah, they, they recommend that people get a colonoscopy starting at the age of 45. And if you're in good health, after you get that first colonoscopy, and if they don't detect any, you know, suspicious uh, growths or polyps, then you can get a colonoscopy once every 10 years after that. So it's 10 years for me and uh, Knowles. I don't know if it's 10 years for you. Um, Yeah, I did a different process. um, Not the quite full scope of the colonoscopy, which is what Steph did, but I opted for the, uh, it's called colon guard. It's a at home test kit, but that result, if it's positive, they recommend you redo it or have a full on colonoscopy in three years. Give you, so they send you this test kit through your doctor's prescription and um, take it home. You provide them with a stool sample and there's instructions on how to do that. Um, so it will, so the results won't be too, you know, uh, flawed, I guess, with human error. 
So once you do that, and then you just, you mail it in. Basically, I think uh, is what this thing is, is it's just detecting if there is blood in your stool or any kind of abnormal uh, quality to your physical stool. And that's where they will let you know if you need to go further with a colonoscopy. Everything, thank goodness, was okay. So I'm good for the next three years. For people listening, okay, so if you do the less invasive, because of course, when you do talk to your doctor about this, they're going to they're give you some choices, right? They, they kind of sat down with me and then they were like, hey, you know, did you do it yet? And I kind of did the like face where you're like, e, no. And they're like, okay, well, you're due. I was like, okay, what are my choices? And then the less invasive route, which is the one that Noli took. And then according to Noles, because they didn't find anything suspicious, with you, when you do that one though you got to do it again in what three years you said yes correct okay yeah. so three years so then I was like okay um and then they're like and if you do it that way they're like you know it's not 100% there's still a chance that you know we could not detect it but then when you go full on like the colonoscopy you know the percentage is higher that we get to fully thoroughly look inside of you and then I, I made the e face again <laughs> and then I was like e, and then then um, you know, my doctor's female and then uh, she kind of pulled me aside and like kind of whispered. She's like, you know, if I was you, I would just, I would just go do it already. Just do the colonoscopy, get it over with. It's not that bad. You're going to have the best sleep in your life and, um, you know, get it over with peace of mind. It's all about peace of mind, have them look inside. And then if they find something, they take care of it right then and there, if they can, um, you know, it's not going to take that long. Um, and I was like, okay, all right. I was like, oh man, I was like, all right, all right. Just, just sign me up already. And then she told me the date. I was like, oh, so soon. <laughs> actually, obviously, as you can hear, for those of you guys tuning in, thanks for joining us. It's an important conversation to have, um, you know, and it's, it's not often talked about because it's embarrassing. I learned about it um, through a friend. She was just 36 years old and pregnant when she was diagnosed with stage four rectal cancer. And um, over the years, she always asked me to do her a favor. At the beginning of every March, the month of March, she would always message me and she would be like, Steph, it's that time of the year. Um, it's colorectal awareness month. Please, can you please wear blue for me um, and others who are going through this? And, you know, of course, and she felt the same that education is important because she feels that not enough people are talking about it. There's not enough awareness. And when she was telling me this, this is when I, I didn't do the colonoscopy. So I was like, oh yeah, I only hear about it, you know, colonoscopy, but I don't know so much about it. And I've never been, um, I guess, had a relationship or a friendship with somebody who had it. So I wasn't really aware so much, but she wanted to enlist my help in the hopes that it'll help save other people's lives. So my friend who was a wife and a mother of two children, she recently passed away. Oh. Um, you know, when I talked to her years ago about what message she wanted to send, she told me, um, you know, Steph, that this can happen to anyone. Uh, March is colorectal cancer awareness month. And I would absolutely love it. Um, you know, if you can wear blue, to help raise awareness. Um, she says that recent studies have found younger people are being diagnosed with colon cancer and we are being diagnosed at later stages. Um, mm -hmm. She shared with me again at the age of 36 is when she was diagnosed and she was pregnant. So she was going through so many different kinds of symptoms that she didn't realize um, that that was something that she had to 
pay attention to or that that was something not normal. Um, so she shares that some of the most common symptoms are changes in bowel habits like diarrhea, um, constipation, narrowing of stool that lasts more than a few days, a feeling that you need to have a bowel movement or go doots um, that is not relieved by doing so. So you still feel like you have to still go even after you go. Another one is like what Noli said, you know, um, bleeding in your stool or rectal bleeding, black or tarry stool, abdominal belly pain or cramping, fatigue and weakness and unintended weight loss. Um, and she said that my biggest tip would be to listen to our bodies. She said, whether it's digestive, system related, breathing, your heart, whatever, if something is wrong, see your physician and be persistent. She says, I wish I had paid attention to my body sooner. I wish I hadn't let the monotony, monotony of life get in the way of my health. And at the time she said, I am blessed to have the people, family, friends, and physicians in my life. She asked me again, please share to help spread awareness. So for my friend out there, I'm respecting her and her family's privacy, but I just want to say I'm doing this. We're all doing this for you and we're carrying on your legacy and your mission to help educate others um, and know about the symptoms. It's so important because, um, I mean, Knowles and Brooke, um, how aware were you about, you know, colon cancer and colonoscopy, if at all, right, ever? Not till they recently came out with the the new updates of getting it earlier. Um, I want to also note that my doctor did recommend the colonoscopy, but I told her I'm going to take this route first. But I heard about it because my husband, he had to have one um, when he was younger because there was some irregularities with them. So luckily everything came out okay. Um, so he, I was familiar with that process and it, it seemed very intense. If you talk to him, he did not have a, you know, um, he wasn't ready for the experience, I guess, because he was in his 30s getting it. And I think the technology is better now. It seems like the process that you folks, Steph, that you had compared to what he was telling me, it's much, it's much better now. And it's, it's a little bit, um, you know, like, like, how would you say it wasn't as bad as you thought? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, of course I was really scared and nervous. Um, and then when that date on my calendar popped up, I was like, oh man, here you go. And, um, I was like <laughs> having that talk with my friends, like, Hey, you know, if mommy seems weak or tired, um, sorry, but it's cause mommy didn't eat for the whole day. That's one of the things that you have to do is you can't eat solids and you can only be on a liquid diet. I don't know. It's I a, thought I heard it was like 64 jug. ounces, maybe. Yeah, like a lot. it's a big jug. Yeah, it's a big plastic jug. And then you like fill up the jug with water. And that's how much you have to drink over a 24 hour period because they want you to have what's called a pristine colon, like mm -hmm. super, super clean, super, super clear. It makes the doctor's job easier. Um, if you actually don't follow the directions, you can be turned away. Like you could go through the procedure and then that when you wake up, you, they can be like, sorry, you apparently ate something or sorry, you didn't clean it out so good. So you're gonna have to come back and do the whole thing again. Mm. So <laughs> you might as well, you know, not, you could, I know it's really strict, but no, you're not supposed to eat. And the, the reason it's for safety reason, it's also for the doctor to be able to have a clear view and to see everything. You're going to be put under, like they introduce themselves and then they have a conversation because this is what we're going to do. And you're like, okay, so it's very open. It's very 
um, one-on-one. It's very, um, you know, friendly. It's not meant to be intimidating. They're very reassuring. So then they put you out and then they apparently roll you to your side and they do their thing. But then when I came to then, um, you know, you, you just feel kind of groggy. Um, other people have said other things where they feel like, oh, wow, like that's the best sleep in the world. And they have a lot oh. of energy, but that wasn't me. I was like, I was so groggy. And um, that's that anesthesiologist is like, hey, aren't you the news? I'm like, uh, this is not, a, not a time for me to wake up to this, buddy. But uh, yes, I am. Uh, I hope you guys did a good job. Uh, best anesthesiologist. Thank you. All right. Um, so that that that's what happened. And then, um, thankfully, so the doctor came by, um, and she showed me, um. The pictures that she took so it's actually really eye-opening I mean you can actually see what looks like down there and um, she's like yeah no we didn't find anything um, you know you're good um, and left with words of advice like you know take it slow um, don't reintroduce the solids you know take it easy um, and you know continue to eat you know roughage lot foods with a lot of fiber mm. and stuff like that um, continue to eat healthy exercise and you know, all those things that um, keep you healthy. And um, she's like, hey, see you in 10 years. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, right Good on. News, in yeah. 10 years. It only took about 30 minutes. It wasn't that long for me. Um, then it takes longer because it takes time for you to kind of get back to your senses. They don't want to release you um, until you can actually stand up and be stable. Mm -hmm. So they don't rush you. And then you just drink water, you get to your senses and then somebody comes and picks you up and then um, you're not expected to do do much for the rest of the day. You just got to take it easy and then just kind of go back to normal after that. But yeah, that's that was pretty much my experience. And um, that's why I would encourage a lot of people out there that it's really not as bad as it sounds. I mean, yes, it sounds so daunting and it is scary. Um, but once you, you know, educate yourself and once you, um, you know, do your own research on on who's doing it on you as well, um, and then when you're there in the facility, you'll also notice that there's so many people doing it. I mean, there's like, not like young people. people. Yeah. Um, there was young and old, um, mm -hmm. and not to say that there was a long line, but like they have rooms where they wheel you to, you know, to the next stage to get closer and closer, right. To, to your procedure, <laughs> the steps, like you wait in the room and you undress and then they wheel you to the next room. And then you get, that's where you get the IV. Then they wheel to you to the next room, you know? So you can hear other people getting the same talk right next door through the curtain. So you know that there's a lot of people. And then my husband got it after me. He got it at a different facility. I got it at Restaurant Row. He got it at um, Hale Pawina or Pawina or whatever. It's on Baratina Street, but that's another mm -hmm. um, busy place where they do a lot of colonoscopies. And then when I was picking him up, like a lot of people were getting picked up. So it's like, very common and um it, it was reassuring to see that oh it's very common and it makes you almost feel like this is just a common procedure and it's an important one too and i guess it's kind of like one of the only rare ones where they look inside you right and i guess what scares me more is that i do hear more and more about people that i know that you know get diagnosed with it without even knowing it like my other friend who, who got it um he recovered um, but he thought that it was just COVID. Um, so he was, he thought it was the symptoms of long COVID because he was feeling fatigue a lot. But that goes back mm -hmm. to um, pay attention to your body, I guess, just like what my friend said. Um, 
and always be persistent um, because even if you go to the doctor and then they say, oh yeah, it's nothing. Like in the case of my other friend who recovered, um, he went and kept on going because he's like, oh, it's still there. It's like, it's it's more than this. Mm. Something's got to be wrong. So, um, and I guess with colon cancer, I think the symptoms can be overlooked easily, I guess. So I think that's even more of a reason why people should get screened. You know, I think for me too, I'm trying to think to myself when you're talking, like, why have I put it off a bit? And I feel like, I think part of it too was talking to my doctor, because um, we're right in that age group, I think that initially, as we we're approaching kind of mid 40s, it was at the colonoscopy was at 50 to get the baseline, right? And I think it was about 18 months ago at 45 and, and health insurance co companies can cover it. Um, because they're detecting it earlier and it's later stages, right? Which is not a good sign for humans as a whole, I guess. But um, I think I was kind of like, wait, I thought I had till 50, exactly. you know? So I think that's part of it when I'm sitting here like, oh gosh, it's just that mental part of getting over that. When you, you know, when you drank the prep liquid, like, was it right after you started to have to go? And then about how much time do you feel like you're on the actual toilet and is it sore? Um, yeah so it's it's uncomfortable and then um it's 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 an urgent feeling so it really does a job of like super duper fleshing you out pretty much constant it's like constant wow. just constant That's, yeah so it's amazing well our large intestines are so long too but it's amazing how much crap is actually <laughs> yeah 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 like we're really full of literally. Crap. It's like, literally literally yeah so, literally, I mean, that's why it's like um like my friends were telling who had done it they're like yeah just some you know go go watch a movie that you never watched that you haven't mm. seen because you're gonna be like a long run you know you're not gonna be sleeping so um you know try and find that that long movie that you wanted to watch but that's that's what i was pretty much doing is just like watching something on streaming and then going all the time then my sons would come in they'd be worried like mom are you, are you going to go to the hospital then or what's going on and I was like, oh, no, but mommy just doesn't have enough energy now because you know yeah. trying to imagine not eating you know for a whole day that that's kind of how I feel right now and then you know like and then like don't don't show me what you're eating <laughs> mm. <laughs> I might be tempted <laughs> but the thing is it's like um it tastes like the people want to know what it tastes like it's kind of like Gatorade I guess kind of sort of oh. That's one of the things that you're allowed to drink because like they kind of want you to have the electrolytes and then oh, kind of the way that I recovered afterwards to like try and transition myself. But um, yeah, what, what did you do for your liquid diet? Any hacks, any, oh. any recommendations of what to drink and what not to? So they also, they say stay away from dark fluids. So you're not supposed to drink like soups, you know, like um, dark soups and stuff. What worked for you? Like what did, what kept you kind of like, you know, what did I you actually, do? I was strict. Didn't really eat? I oh. was strict. Yeah, I stuck too because I don't, I didn't want to, what the moment I read and I heard on the video that if you do it wrong, you got to go again. Like, <laughs> Always, man. I don't want to do this twice. This is like H-E double hockey stick. So, <laughs> so you did the Gatorade for sure. The Gatorade, the chicken yeah, yeah. broth. I didn't, I didn't do chicken broth. Oh. Um, I think actually, I think I just did a little chicken broth. I was kind of, I was kind of nervous. I was like, eee. like when I came in, I was like telling the nurse, like, oh, you know, I, like one of my last meals was quinoa. So if you guys kind of come out right there, <laughs> but she's like, she's like, ah, she's like, ah, you know, no worry. Yeah. Wait, so before we leave the the prep, sorry, I have to ask one more thing. One of my fears too is I think, um, like you're drinking it up the next, you're finishing it the next day, right? The next morning of. So oh, what happened? Like on the way there to the appointment, or oh, while you're putting prep to go in, oh, do you yeah. still have the urge? Like when does the urge stop and 
how many hours prior like did you stop drinking it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm scared of that. Yeah. Like what if you have so, so if you can think about like a um like a water balloon and then the water balloon keeps releasing, like imagine uh-huh. being all the food that has to be flushed right. out. So there's not as much of an urgency once you're once all of that is flushed out. One of our well, one of our friends were I was talking to our good friends, he was saying that for some reason he was like, I got there and I still have the urge. So I'm trying and lucky thing, oh. I know Queen's Hospital, so I know where the bathrooms all are. <laughs> oh. so I'm like, oh my goodness, what if you don't know where the bathrooms are? He's like, Oh I know. my gosh. You gotta so wear the adult diaper, maybe. It. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, wait, what? I don't know. I don't know. That, that was one of my fears when I was giving birth. That's why that I would <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's TMI, but you know, different conversation. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. anything you want to add? Um no, I'm thinking I should get it sooner than like, yeah, I think the next step is for me to do that. And hopefully by then they have, have even better technology where you don't even have to do that. They just, <laughs> I don't know, non-invasive laser scanning. I don't know. Hopefully oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Good thing you're but out. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing. And now, yeah, I think that's why they, it's, it's kind of scary to think that they're diagnosing it earlier now. And I wonder mm-hmm. like, I wonder. I always wonder why. Like, what, what, what is it? Is it plastics in the food system or pollution? Like, you know, they're so, so young. You know, your friend Steph, that, that was very young. I know. Um, no, and even my other friend who got it, and then this other person. I mean, if you guys are interested, I actually did um, a um, podcast. Um, I know Noli and Brooke, you guys couldn't make it, but it's with another newscaster on the mainland who got it, and mm-hmm. she was really young too. And mm-hmm. you know, she. Um, is still checking getting checkups and so forth but she's saying that she felt that the recommended age should be even lower because because people are getting it earlier and earlier so she does does crazy 45 yes i feel like it's like it's environment i think it's just toxins i think it's stress level of everyone right it's just there's so much but also I, i was yeah one of my um childhood longest time friends also was telling me too that she um when she she was procrastinating and she went recently in the last few months so she called me and was like rookie you gotta you should just go because they found you know polyps and the doctor told me it's a good thing because it didn't look like me I think a couple of them might have looked like suspicious so they got to you know take care of it and she said so now she at least knows and the doctor told her they're super glad she came in because it, it looked it's gonna be fine but a couple of them looked a little sus right so she was kind of really encouraging me like you just have to go it's not a big deal and I'm like yeah it's, she's right right I just I just have to go and I think on the bright side too Steph I was going to ask you one more thing is if is there after you're done and you're kind of recovered like the next day or the next week do you do you feel cleaner for a bit too that must is this feel cleaner I feel like it would feel good like just to kind of be like oh I get kind of a fresh start on my colon again <laughs> Yeah, to tell you the truth, I actually felt kind of fatigued and tired. <laughs> it's it's because I think your body has been like flushed out. And then like, I think along with that, it probably flushed out a lot of good stuff, maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, and so I think that like, um, you know, my body had to rebuild and um, I was kind of cautious too, because I, I think I can sense if my body is not aligned and yeah. so I don't want to like go off the deep end because it's funny because it's like you know how you can hear through the curtains and then so there's other people that just got out of the procedure too and then they're like oh so what are you going to do after this well what do you want pizza bro and I was like oh <laughs> wow bro you got to go on in but I mean 
whatever is it's any it's your you know your life you can do whatever you want but then um yeah for me it was kind of uh it, I was kind of you know took a little bit time not to say I was like out of commission or whatever is but then you know just took some time to feel normal again but mm. yeah yeah okay that's that's hopeful though I don't know, guys, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, you know, more of it, more that we get older, right? It's just kind of like, yikes, yeah. I mean, you just get kind of more, pay more attention to this or you hear more things about people our age and mm-hmm. not to put a downer on things, but like, I guess never take life for granted, right? And mm-hmm. um, we hope that mm-hmm. um, by us sharing our experiences and having this dialogue and Brookie, we're, we're happy that you're going to go get yours. Hopefully yeah. soon. I'll report back. Yeah. I'll report yes. back. And I, yeah, and I love your, friends. what I love your friends. It, the other part of your friend's advice too, is that just to be persistent and trust your body, right? Cause your body knows your body knows is trying to be in balance and you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if someone who's a respected doctor or, or whatever medical profession, if you, if it's something still doesn't feel right, you have to go get a second opinion or, go back to your same and just kind of push right it's not it's not being mean it's not being bratty but that's really really good advice yeah especially in this day and age I just feel like everybody's so busy and our healthcare system is kind of filled up to the rim and with a lot of patients and doctors are juggling a lot so um you you are your own advocate like you said Brooke yeah I think that's thanks for reiterating that but um yeah, this is um this is a good good discussion. And um, if you guys have any questions, you know where to find us. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening mm-hmm. to this episode. Mm-hmm. Colonoscopy 101. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start to get healthy. Yes. Let's be healthy in our 50s. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. All right, girls. See you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.